Damaged Goods Podcast. Yeah. So, but it's not, it's not slam style. It's no. not slam style. Conscious decision? Yeah. I just, I, I just like telling a story and, and doing spoken word and then the idea of, I guess, getting up on stage makes me really nervous, like in terms of like getting like rated or like judged. judged. But you, know you do get on stage, don't you? You do perform I, your shit. I do. I do get up on stage and perform, but just mostly just like open mics, just to like kind of share. So it's not like the... It's not like the slam style where people are yeah. expecting certain shit. It's just right, people. right. Where you get points or like you can yeah. get. This. It, I I love them though. I go. Oh. I have a lot of friends that are slam poets and have gone to like national competitions and have won. And I love the art. I just. I mean, like reading your um, reading your stuff. You know, obviously, if I was to hear it, it is totally different. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, but reading it, it doesn't didn't come off like it was that type, like some slam shit. But right. like, granted, dude, I fucking I don't know shit about that. that it's more world, like so. open mic stuff. It's like yeah. that's my way of going to church. Very, very eloquent, very beautiful words. You Thank know? you. I like that. <laughs> yeah. I dig. I think I think poetry gets slept on sometimes. Yeah. Um, and it's funny because you know, especially if you're a fan of like hip hop music. I mean, it literally is poetry. I mean, the you know certain artists. It and is. Sure. And and if you like that, dude, like why can't you like this? And it doesn't have to rhyme. It's just eloquent fly shit right. that you can say so much in, in so little. Uh, I always thought that was the. I, lo- I love poetry. My father is a poet. Oh, uh, so this is like a uh, a passed down tradition of the Flores yeah, yeah. family. He he yeah. definitely would like come up to me um in like high school and stuff and he'd like competi- like uh, composition excuse me notebooks and he would write little poems and he'd like show me them and be like what do you think but they were all in Spanish. What's uh what's his poet name? <laughs> or just his regular name? <laughs> his name is Roberto Flores. Roberto Flores. Yeah. Yeah. My that dad. voice you're hearing uh, the daughter of Roberto Flores, Gianella <laughs> Flores. She's my guest here on Damaged Goods, poet, hey. all around badass young lady. <laughs> Things. Yeah, yeah. I, I, did you get into it because he was into it, or you just got into it and then it was just nice that he could like uh, encourage you and support you? I got into <coughs> it and then he, it was nice for him to encourage me and like kind of guide me in that way. Um, feeling and he would just share it with me and. Dude, that's a, that's a G move. I've, I've, yeah. I, because I used to write poetry. So I've written some poems for some ladies. Uh, oh, have you? How'd it go for you? Yeah. Uh, good. Well, yeah. <laughs> You, people will, it's like very touching, man, when somebody does something artistic for you. Whether they write yeah. a song, a poem, they paint you a picture, they do a dance for right. you. Even if it's like some, you come home and your girlfriend or your boyfriend do some like erotic dance, it's a it's a piece of art that they right, right. put emotion and energy into for you. It's a beautiful thing. It is, dude. So that's like, why I'm a hopeless romantic. Oh, dude, high five for that. <laughs> I am too. I'm a hopeful romantic, <laughs> not even hopeless, but I do. Yo, I don't like a lot of corny movies, but I do like like movies that have a romance and, and shit in them. I mean, come on. I love it. It's I'm, a beautiful I'm, thing to watch. I'm in there. Yeah, it's, yeah. it's beautiful. It's one awesome. Of, one of the most beautiful things is falling in love. Oh, God. It is. Melting the souls of the listeners. It is. Dude, being in love is the best. <laughs> it is the best. It's yeah. a bummer when some people like so shook to like, you know, Fall in love or give it a go oh, or but be it's open scary. up. Come on. Oh, dude, of course. Yo, it's very scary. Is it, obviously it's very scary. Yeah. The, the, the vulnerability, getting hurt, blah blah blah. But I'm sure you might know some people. Like I have, I have people I've known in my life who never would let anyone get that close or allow themselves to get that close to somebody because yeah. of a past hurt or some shit or whatever. And uh, it's like, yo, dude, I, don't you want to fall in love? You got to take the chance. You might fail. You might get yeah, burned. But, but it's so much better on the other side. If you even if, yeah. even if you experience love for Six month relationship and that's over. You had that. You yeah. know what it's like. I think people hold on to their trauma. You know. Oh yeah. We the minute know. like that, you, they have to let go of that trauma, then they have to let go of a part of their identity. So that's hard as well. Not mm. only the idea of just being like, oh, I'm gonna fall in love with this person and give my heart over. It's also I have to heal this trauma that I need to let go of. Yeah, and it's and that's uh, hard. Yeah, you're right, and and you're like. It's almost like losing a part of you or, or shedding a part of you, something right. you've grown so attached to. Exactly. And it's like, fuck, now I got to part with this and, and try to be in, in love and shit. But dude, it's that, the best. Yeah. <laughs> it's the best. I'll take your word for it. No, being in love is the best. Yeah, oh, yeah. oh, you've never been? I'm. You know, the, the like, I'm not sure. I'm not sure. I'm trying to figure that out. I'm I feel not sure like you I usually I feel know. Like you feel like you don't... I've you don't, loved, you don't but know. I don't know if like, now, the, now that I'm out here... <laughs> 
Mm. I'm thinking about things. I'm reflecting a lot, oh. and um, La La I'm not sure. Got that effect. <laughs> but you know, I mean, I've 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 been that fucking asshole uh, or that uh, ignorant younger man and younger child mm. to say I love you back to a, a girl. Um, not lying per se but i don't right. know if i do or not i guess i do we like each other you love me sure i'm fucking right. 16 or i'm fucking 24 <laughs> or whatever i'm sorry i don't know yeah, but exactly I've, I've felt those moments where like yo i, I love this woman i'm in love with you I'm yeah gonna, i'm gonna say that right now i i wonder because like i have like i have had those moments where i felt that way but that was like a fleeting moment what do you mean you like, does, it, and, does it last and, the entire time it, the it entire didn't... relationship yeah it, if it's true, it should to an I mean, to an extent. I mean, right? the, the flame ain't always gonna burn as, as bright as it does uh, initially. Right. But you know, you throw some more wood on the fire and it does. Mm. But I mean, if if your interest just dies out completely in a matter of months, it was more infatuation right. than love. Oh yeah, and, of I, and we all mistake that. I've mistaken infatuation for okay. love yeah. and made huge fucking mistakes and oh regrets because I was infatuated and not love. Yeah. And people need to understand infatuation doesn't mean you like super duper in love with this person right. worship them they're the best you just have this concept in your head that you need this person because mm. uh, they mean x y or z exactly and you can't really f picture not having them or someone else having them right now right. but it's not really love if you get over it in a couple of months it's convenience well that has a, a big factor it's convenience sometimes too um but i, I definitely have been in, in quite a few relationships and they were all lovely and beautiful and i learned a lot from them oh. um but uh now that i'm in this place in my life, I'm reflecting back and wondering and questioning, and I don't know. I mean, I mean, it's it's all love. Even if you have a high school sweetheart or boyfriend, yeah. girlfriend, you love them. It's not the same when you're like 26 or something. But right. it was love for that time. So you it can was, have yeah. those little little races. Different form. Yeah. In <laughs> uh, like poetry, you know, like in music, right? Right. Whether hip hop, rock, whatever. There's different subject matter. There's different topics, right? Some are serious, some are personal, some are relatable and fun. And there's like, obviously, like, I think hip hop is uh, is unique to hip hop and not other genres of music. There's the braggadocious shit talking, what's put you down <laughs> shit, which right. is, which is, you know, I'm not shitting on that. That's great. In, in poetry, like, to me, now this is going to come off very ignorant, and that's why I get to talk about this with you. Yeah, you can, I can walk you through it. So, cool. growing up, like, my, my, my Irish grandmother was an English teacher and, and a writer, and, and my grandfather was too. They wrote, you know, oh, plays nice. and acted. They were very artsy and painted and shit. So, I was always right. into writing and reading poems and shit. There was the very artsy, kind of like fucking old school, ill poetry and shit I would read. Then, slam poetry I guess more or less or, or spoken word which I was exposed to a lot when I was mm. young in Boston going to open mics and shit like that right. the the topic matter of that always in my experience seemed to to line up very politically inspired or, or mm -hmm. socially inspired um, or or uh, love you know uh, oh, yeah. relationship shit which is in every genre of music but, but poetry always seemed to have this like more serious tone I guess those are all kind of serious things there was never any light bullshit ass fluff content in, right. in, in my experience but I don't know shit well uh, yes I think that um, especially especially in the in the Boston community especially like those open mics where like Lizard Lounge uh, the Milky Way if you can feel it you can speak it which is where I I, I came up going to are you are you from Jamaica Plain I'm not from Where High you Park from? you from High Park alright cool I'm from High Park yeah, awesome. I went to elementary school of Orenburger okay in West, West, West Roxbury. Got a lot of High Park friends. That's great. Then I went to the Timothy. Oh, you went to the Timothy? I had a bunch of friends who went to the Timothy. My homegirl, oh, yeah. Lisa, uh, teaches the Timothy. Oh, right? nice. Wow, Lisa Bello. She's a singer. Oh, my God. I know her. Yeah, Lisa's my homegirl forever Play. and ever. Yeah. She's awesome. Yeah, dude, we've done many uh, many a music together. We've performed a gang of times, our bands. Are oh, my God. I look up to her. Songs. She's so dope. Uh, yeah, her whole family I'm super tight with. They're well, because awesome. I worked at the Abbey Lane in downtown Boston. And Louis Bello would do like oh, a, yeah. a music Dollar. Wednesday every Wednesday night. Louis got a secret fucking drink he drinks because Louis's older than me. And he looks half my age. He has this fucking youth serum <laughs> I want to get from him. He He's know, super actually, cool. Knows, he don't drink, smoke. He doesn't? And him and Lisa don't do shit. And that, no, they don't. It makes you look young. I would always get him like a pineapple juice or something. Oh, yeah. They have an older sister who, who, who does it all for them. You know oh. what I'm saying? She, she picked up the fucking slack. She's the <laughs> shit. She's awesome. I don't think I ever met the older sister. I did meet the... Mr. Bello, Mrs. Bello, they were oh. so dope and lovely. Um, yeah, it was a good time. Timothy, I used to live up the street from Timothy for a while. Really? Fort Hill, Did yeah. you go to Roxbury Crossing, get on the Orange Line? Uh, yeah, of course, of course. 
Sorry, write that. Take that, 32. When I was a young man, I was a teenager. Uh, it was Green Street. It wasn't Roxbury Crossing. But these are subway stops in Boston, T stops. <laughs> when I was a young man, I, I mistook the, the train stop that Janela mentioned, but there's another one, one or two more down. I watched a couple of high school gentlemen push another high school gentleman onto the tracks, which is crazy because if you hit that third rail, you'd be fried up. But he was... He, I mean, he oh, I got fights started all the time in those oh, yeah. in those well, train stations. High school pours out, and then you got a million kids and oh my just God. everyone on the track. But mm-hmm. I've never seen someone get shoved on, like on. I've seen kids jump down to get things or whatever yeah. by their own choice. But they, they, this kid got pushed down there. Okay, I never seen that. I just seen the fights. Oh, the fight! Oh, fights <laughs> there was always a fight. Dude, you're gonna probably have fucking a thousand uh, teenagers with hormones raging, Dude. just getting out of an authority-controlled environment. <laughs> yeah. On the way home, no supervision. And no they're supervision out in the world. Fuck, dude, I get it too. I used to be that yeah. fucking asshole punk kid. So that's why when I was growing up in my 20s and shit, I never really got mad at those kids doing it. I was like, I get it. I yeah. get it. I'm sorry. I was a punk too. Yeah, I definitely feel that way too when I see them. I'm always like, you do what you got to do. Just, Just be, be better. Yes, yes, you're so righteous. Poets are so positive. You guys are the best. Well, I think, well, that's why I wrote a lot of poetry is because, like, I wanted to deal with my anxiety and my depression in a way that could help other people. And I was a writer, so, and I love to perform, so how can I do this in a way that becomes one thing? Um, so I started to go to these open mics and perform because that was my therapy. When Would you ever have uh, moments or experience, you know, anxiety coming on, the onset of anxiety or stress about a specific issue? Right. And never just get that that wild inspiration that hits you like a fucking extra special force and just start writing right then, like to deal with it on yeah. the spot. How awesome is that? That's the I'm, best. I'm a stoner, dude. I'm going to forget. I'm going to be like, oh my God, this is such a yeah. great idea. So I my notes. This yeah. is so handy. The I magic so many... wonders of technology. Dude, I just like pop onto my notes and I like, write phrases down. Or um, I Actually, the first note that I open is Ana Hermosa. I thought of a character name last night. Character I name. was like, yo, Ana Hermosa, that'd be a really great character name. That's a good, <laughs> what, is, what is that character? Who is she? I don't know yet. That's so much fun. I know. I have to fucking work on that. <laughs> I mean, I, I love being able to, I mean, I think most artists, regardless of the realm where they're working in, deal with things like, you know, depression, anxiety, myself right. included, you, like most motherfucking people. And, uh, you know, you, you channel it, and you, you cope and you deal with it through your art, but getting to immediately express yourself artistically to deal with the moment like not like three days later or a month later but like you know um shit man the last music projects i was working on i was fucking going through it and i was just writing shit all the time with me i had a mole skin my phone even the shit i'm working on writing things like i'd be going through some fucking stressful fucked up shit and i'm right now writing this even if it was just like a paragraph fucking saved me in that moment yeah you know what i'm saying that was it really does. anxiety medicine right there it does because then you can like just put whatever anxiety you're experiencing out on paper and then just yeah. like leave it there and alone you don't live within yeah. it and um i usually have a notebook with me but because i don't want to carry shit heavy stuff <laughs> what kind of notebook you be carrying i oh yo honestly i have to send myself a box of books and notebooks because i don't like to keep the same one like I'll like grab a different notebook every day to kind of just like oh look at look at what I wrote oh, you know oh, two oh, years your ago stuff you've done you mean your shit oh I, I have like mean. a ton yeah. of composition notebooks random notebooks that people have gifted me because yeah. I'm blessed with beautiful people in my life God, you guys are so popular <laughs> no awesome. but uh I, yeah I always have a different notebook on me that's good yeah I mean I have a gang of fucking moleskins laying around when I was younger I would write shit in you know, whatever kind of notebooks then. Someone hit me to like the moleskin, the little small. Do you know what yeah. I mean? No, let me see. I don't even. I know got, I got about. like a million here. So Hemingway used to write with this shit, and I think he kind of made it popular. And then a lot of other uh. people. And there's like you know MCs like Nas and Jay Electronic and dudes would be talking about this shit. I was like, what the fuck are they talking that's about? Nah, because that's like classic and, right there. Yeah, so it's like it's little. Yeah, for it's you little. listeners who can't fucking uh, it fits see in what my we're purse. talking about, that, and that's why purses. I like it, right? Yeah. I could fit this in my jacket pocket. Yeah. It's not a big clunky notebook. It's small. It's you know, small. you got to have decent handwriting. Oh, that's classic. Which that's... I do not. My handwriting is bad, but no one's going to steal my shit. You need to have to fucking decode hieroglyphics <laughs> to understand. It has a little like a band yeah, holds it together. Yeah. And you carry this around, then you look also cool and distinguished when you're alone in a fucking bar uh, with Which a drink, I usually am. writing <laughs> on that shit. Dude, that's the, everyone's like, what the fuck is that? What are they doing? doing? That's the best. Because yeah. people don't write on, like, with a pen and, and paper as much as, not you know, as you much see anymore. laptops in those places. Mm-hmm. But it's always in, 
unique and impressive, I think, when people see that. Like, what the fuck? He's got I like paper. the pen and paper. Yeah, I've do. been doing it I for do so long. I do, too. I, uh... I'm gonna have to cop. I'm gonna have to cop one of those, dude. Uh, you, for sure. you, most art stores have them, but they're actually yeah. like moleskin stores and some malls and shit. But yo, watch out for the bootleg moleskins. Your average like <laughs> Target and shit. If it doesn't say moleskin on yeah. it, it's the same form, but the shit's fucking the the binding on that little thing falls Flimsy. apart. You lose shit. Um, but they're they're great, and I, I I'll do the thing you mentioned, like going back and looking at things I started. Maybe I, or maybe I, I did finish just to look at, but yeah. things I started are a little. Th- oh man, that little like, thing! Oh, I never found a place for that little mm-hmm. couplet or this little thing in a story. Where can I? I always go back and find that, and that might spark off a whole new inspiration. Sometimes I put little pieces together, like I just formulate oh, yeah, like a yeah, little yeah. puzzle. Right. I'm like, oh, I wrote this that day, but then this actually kind of correlates with that's, what I wrote. That's artistry, though. Three it's, days after that, and I'm like, I. Right, it's, it's that's puzzle piece. Yeah. That's that's writing. That's mm-hmm. poetry. That's music. That's a lot of things. Yeah. You know, you have these great ideas, but there's nothing for it at the time. It lingers for years, and then you find a way to connect it to some whole other shit. Art isn't one of those things where you get, like, a continuous thread all the time. It's it's like picking up the pieces of different ideas and putting them together and see how it fits. I was, uh... I was listening to some podcast the other day. I can't remember what it was. It was it was a comedian's podcast. Him and another comedian talking, and they were discussing. I love comedians. Oh, I fucking love <laughs> LA's awesome for it. I love having them up here. They're fun to hang out with. <laughs> and they were just talking about how you know uh, working out new material and and how much of when they go do specials and material is the the shit they wrote, the shit they practice, and how much is is ad libbing and coming off the cuff or right or, or and do they write that material? Or they just go and they were talking you know about different comedians one of the ones they brought up was uh louis ck actually you know about how he wouldn't write a lot of his stuff down and like on some jay-z shit like right. my friend was like oh he doesn't write shit. he's like the little wayne of comedy i was like actually it's like the jay-z of comedy wayne got that from jay-z but you know a lot there's like the, the a lot of rappers <laughs> let them know don't write their shit down they they you know they do it in their head i would mm-hmm. suggest that most of them should write their shit down like you know jay-z or wayne might do it but it might not be jay-z or wayne it's okay right. to write your shit down like, i want to think about it sometimes i like to go back and tweak it and like put in a different word um describe it a different way i like to always be able to tweak it so and i just get really nervous and like improvising in front of uh, an audience there are poets that do that and they're yeah. sick they're amazing um but i just i would choke I would choke up. <laughs> yeah, you think so, but you are yeah. performing. I think you might be all right at it, you know? Um, I mean, if I really have to, I will. I prefer to be comfortable, and I'll memorize my piece even though I'm terrible at it, and I know people who listen are going to be like... It's, it's interesting when I, when I like meet and talk to performers of whatever uh, realm... Or I said round like three times. Today. Sorry, <laughs> it's the fucking word of the episode. Pardon me. And I probably said word the of like the days, a million times. But uh, I'll meet meet performers, and and it's like it's like two types, right? It's like mm-hmm. some like you mentioned, they know what they're going to do, right? If it's a musician, this is their fucking set. They are gonna talk between this song and that song, but it's right. they, they say that same shit every concert. This is the this is the practice, mm-hmm. or comedians, or, or or whatever it is, like radio people. These are the things I'm reading. This is hey, how you doing? Awesome to have you up here. How's the new album? Like yeah. shit's all scripted, and and they practice it so it comes off fucking seamless. It's awesome. Mm-hmm. It's in the pocket. It looks so polished, and people love that. Right. And then there's the other kind of person who you know does that to a degree, but there's a lot of improvisation there's a lot of there's room to move and, and they're also that, playing yeah. off of the energy mm-hmm. some comedians are fucking doing what they call crowd work and fucking like me dropping that shit trying to be cool you comedian folk they're doing <laughs> that shit or or, or, or uh, you know or you know musicians and shit just kind of coming off the cuff or, or broadcasters radio well, like people just going off you gotta vibe with with your audience yeah. you do you gotta vibe with the audience well, without them what are you gonna be doing read the room kind of shit yeah you, know? you can't do the same For shit sure. everywhere because not everyone's the same it's always gonna be different it's always gonna be a different moment and I think that because I was a theater major when I went to college. So I, I've been studying theater. You, you act and shit? Yeah. Uh, still or just then? Uh, um, <gasps> so I can't. <laughs> that's my freak out, my anxiety. Um, no, I came out here actually so that I can, um, a dollar and a dream. Just Ooh. try to. Not just a poet, but she, she's an actress. Trying to be an actress, dude. An actress? I don't want to be a starving waitress pretending to be an actress. I want to be an actress. Uh, it's, so. Yeah. I'm I'm taking that leap of faith, but um, good I think for you, dude. That's one thing. But you that came up doing. Theater, I came up doing theater, theater yeah, at like middle school, high school, college. Yeah. Um, and I think what I really always fell in love with is that it's always the same show. You practice every beat, every objective. You like figure it all out. You choreograph this dance with your acting partners, 
and it's great and it's beautiful, but every night is different. It's yeah. always a different moment. It can never be replayed. Like movies are great. I love film, but you can replay and replay yeah, and it's yeah, always yeah, going to yeah, stay be the same. same. The true. only thing that's going to be different is your interpretation. So when you watch like a show or this like, or put, you go to a, a slam or an open mic, you're watching something that you will never, ever be able to replicate. Jake the Snake, fun fact, as a young child, I acted in plays basically from fucking first grade to sixth grade, like a few a year. No way. Yeah, in plays. What and plays? I, oh, dude, I was in the fucking Jungle Book, Alice in Wonderland. Um, <laughs> what's that fucking musical-ass one? Uh, fuck, it's like a god spell, like a gang of these things, dude. I don't yeah. know. <laughs> uh, That's dope. Uh, but I, after sixth grade, it's fucking done. I didn't touch that shit for years. Would you ever... Well, I've, I've acted in not on theater. I've acted in like little shorts and films yeah. and like video, you know, shit like that uh, in my adult years, which yeah. is fun. But I haven't done acting on. In I will. Boston since was like, so great because um, I worked uh, for a theater company called um, Company One, and they were a theater company or are, excuse me, a theater company that are concerned with like putting Boston artists on Boston artists of color, um, women. Um, so it was pretty dope to be able to work for them because then I was able to do like different shows um, that were never really done in American theater. Were they from other cultures, like other countries? I was in a show called Astro Boy and the God of Comics. And um, so it's, it, it, <laughs> it, was a, it was actually really weird and great and marvelous. Um, and it was actually about Astro Boy, who's the comic from yeah, oh yeah, Japan. Yeah, yeah. Um, it was there was like live drawing and uh, it was a lovely woman who uh, directed it uh, from Chicago and it was an incredible experience but um, that's not what you get on the norm so yeah. I'm trying to find how to replicate that like elation you know that's it I, I've always had a lot of respect for, for like plays I love going I was saying earlier my, my two grandparents on my mother's side they wrote and would act in plays and so I've gone to this shit and I, and I yeah. even as an adult dude, I, I probably was at a play like two years ago I love going to plays I dig it yeah. I fucking hate musicals I can't stand <laughs> musicals. them do you hate musicals too? I hate musicals up top oh, I mean geez, I want to go awesome. to Hamilton because there's actually a Boston actor in Hamilton but, who's that? Um, oh my god I forget his name he's, he's from Boston he used to do he used to do poetry too actually uh, dude I, I fucking I can't I can't do musicals I can't. Uh, I hate and, it. And, and, and people assume that if you don't like a musical, it's because you're a fucking some little modern 21st century digital kid who likes yeah. TV and shit. Nah, dude, I like a, I'll go to a play right in the yeah. now. It's just the musical. You're singing all the dialogue. It gets a little corny because I'm going outside opening the door. It's like, it's just, <laughs> I don't know, man. I just don't like it. I mean, it there's really. some to respect for sure. Like, I'm, I'm like, yeah, some can be, what be, can be done well. No, I'm, I'm I would much rather go into like a tiny little black box and watch yeah, a show unfold. Yeah, I'm, fucking, I, uh, that's just me though. No disrespect. No, 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 dude. Very talented <laughs> people. Yo, you can, you can respect people's hustle and, yeah. and respect the skill, but you don't have to like mm -hmm. their craft. You know what right, I'm saying? Right. Yeah. I mean, there's a gang of musicians and artists out here now who's like, yeah, I can't knock their fucking hustle. They're working hard. They're doing their thing. They have. And it's working they must for have them. Some, and it's beautiful. Some talent somewhere, but I fucking don't like. Like, be shit well in your space. Yeah, I just but. don't have to like that shit, dude. Fuck no, me. I um, I think, God, I think the first. <laughs> Sorry, they're so fucking. Oh, they're so silly to me. I find it so silly too. I like. I think I saw High School Musical one time. Um, Never saw. Dude, and I was like sitting in the audience, like cringing. That's like, a movie, oh, this though, right? Sucks. It is a movie. It's a movie about it's a, a musical. Movie. It's like it's, double fucking. But weird. this is what's crazy. I went to I went to the Edinburgh Fringe Festival, um, the like high school chapter. So Boston Arts Academy flew us out to um, Scotland, and we had to perform. So cultured over here. Yo, not even. That was like the farthest I've ever gone. <laughs> Still, I've never been to fucking Scotland. <laughs> it was really dope, actually. If you ever want to like travel and experience something different. Go to the Anna Burroughs French Festival, and you can go to all these crazy, amazing, musicals, crazy musicals, theater shows. I'll go to some theater shows for sure. It's really dope, actually. I met so many people from all over the world. Um, in the first show of this week, I was like really excited. I was like, "Word, I'm little Puerto Rican girl in Scotland. Like, we're about to go to the show. It's about to be lit." Yeah. High School Musical. Fuck. I know. Brutal, dude. It was so brutal. brutal. <laughs> You know what's fucking cool to me? I, I like moments like this in, in entertainment. Is uh, you know the dudes, uh, Matt, fuck Stone and Trey Parker, or maybe switch those names. The dudes who do South Park, the, the, yeah, the cartoon. Yeah. Uh. They they have that musical fucking uh, the Book of Mormon or something, right? 
They do? Yeah, they've been at it for like the last oh five years. So it's the most successful uh, musical of all time mm-hmm. of everything. It won more award. It, it broke more records. And these are two fucking weird stoner dudes from Colorado who do a <laughs> fucking ill cartoon that's basically yeah. political social commentary amidst yeah. poop jokes but they came they were like you know what it's not cool enough that we have this long running cartoon and we want like god uh, no we're a, gonna a, write the Oscar, book of yeah, we're gonna write this fucking yeah. musical and murder it I used to work across the street from a theater in Boston called the Wang Theater oh, of course right Wang on Tremont so I used to work and that's where Louis Bello used to perform yeah. those Wednesday nights but when the Book of Mormon came they through town big lines uh, and like dude I love and respect those dudes I just don't want to go see that fucking musical I'm not gonna go see that but I'd rather I mean, work the musical and like have people like come and sit at my tables and be all oh excited yeah, to go like to a, a show and then maybe tip me well and I'll have a great conversation and they'll have a great do experience. Do they do that at musicals? They have like fucking tables and service. No, because I worked across the street. Oh, oh, I see what you mean. Getting right, the so I worked at it. I worked at it. Yeah, well, so like what, what, uh, across the street, what was right there? Abby Lane Food oh, and Spirits. Oh, dude, yeah, you said this. Yeah, I got no. That goldfish stone. No, it's fine. Don't even worry about it. I um. So like, you work across the street. This so one on the corner. It's the one right on the corner next to the W. So like, it's the yep. Wilbur yep. and then the Wang. And every time there was a show, I did well. What is in that spot where the Seven Eleven used to be right there on the corner, across from the W on Tremont and fucking? There is a Seven Eleven. Is it still there? Well, I don't think it's on the corner because now it's a Panera. All right, so there it is. Yeah, it's a Panera bread. Okay. This fucking, so for you guys who have no idea where we're talking about, <laughs> this is like downtown Boston, but on the cusp of Chinatown. And yeah. Chinatown in Boston uh, used to be like the combat zone. It was always yeah. a wild area when we was kids. A lot of yep. drug dealing, open air drug shit, hookers like and hoes. Now it's clubs and yeah. restaurants. And but that 7-Eleven, when I was a fucking teenager in early 20s, was it was all the late night live action because you had motherfuckers spilling out from the clubs, like mm-hmm. all the clubs. Then you had all the wild, crazy shit in Chinatown. The hookers, the pimps, the drug dealers, the drug addicts. Yep. And then there was a college right there too. And I seen so much Emerson fucking College. interesting shit at that 7-Eleven. I love my favorite oh. bar of all time. Which bar? The Tam. Uh, right across from the, that 7-Eleven right there on Tremont. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a cool Intermission spot. Tavern and the Tam. They're my favorite bars. What was the other one? Intermission Tavern. What is that? It's So it's actually literally, so like, so there's the Panera, right? You're on Tremont, Panera, and then across the street is that um, uh, sushi spot, and then right next to that is Intermission Tavern. Mm. And then a couple doors down is the Tam. Oh, yeah, okay, okay. So there were the, like... I know where the Tam is. I didn't yeah. Know. Ah, ah. Interesting. I'm getting geography <laughs> on shit. I, I'm, I, when I go to Boston now, I'm there for like such a short time. I just see yeah. friends, family, maybe go to like places I used to love, like restaurants and shit. But I don't really yeah. do the out at night shit out there anymore. Because well, because I worked, I worked right uh, there. So like once I would finish up, I'd go get a drink over there and became really close with those bartenders and then probably one of the, some of the best people, man. Some of it, the best people. When you work, like I've never worked in the service industry. Mm. Um, actually, that's not true. I worked as a prep chef and a dishwasher. No way! Was, uh, was oh, kitchen. dude, you were a dishwasher. I was a young kid. I was like fifteen. Oh. It sucked. Uh, but, yeah, uh, it but sucks. I've never done like the waiting uh, or bartending, which I could never do. I could yeah. never have any of those jobs. Um, it's like the common thing is like you get out of that shit and you're like, all right, let's all go get drinks, right? Is that what happens? That's what happens. That's kind of the culture. I kind of feel like I missed out. I missed out. <laughs> it's a good time. Um, so I, I honestly, I love. I love the restaurant industry and um, I will probably try to like either write about it or include it in, in whatever I, I end up being able to create. You're like, you're like a female Bukowski, like a Bariqua <laughs> Bukowski, dude. Talk about your <laughs> shitty job and your art. He used to oh talk about God, his post office it. job in his books. It's, it's, it's shitty, it's, but it's great at the but same it time. Made, it builds for great art and character. Yeah, you need for those sure. experiences. For sure, absolutely. I think the last movie that like was made that ever actually was very relevant for servers was like Waiting and that was it. That was the one with fucking uh, Ryan Reynolds. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah, yeah. It was. Yeah, it was like it was funny. It was funny. It was funny, but like I want to, I want to, I definitely want to include that. I feel like at if some I point. experienced that element, I would probably like that movie more. It's I a mean, lot of because that's a community. You get off of work and you're yeah. like, man, this shit sucks. Let's go yeah. get a beer, and then you go see your buddies behind the beer. That's so much fun. No, it's so much fun. I've never really had a job like that. I've Only never, crazy people can be servers, yeah, and we're cool all crazy. Job where you can like we're not go and do shit. We're we're insane, and I you, love it. But you guys have fucking the patience of high school teachers, dude. It's incredible. I know. Well, it's also like performing too. You know, you're high. You what do you need? There too. And I actually do care. I'm, I'm a caring person. I want you to have a good experience. I want you to have a good time. You know, like, you're about to go to a show. It's about to be, like, a great night for you. I want to set you up. Here, here's a glass of wine. Let me make you a cocktail. Let me, like, give you a good suggestion for food. I think you're, like, your character's built 
better for that than some people. Like I, there's some people <laughs> who try to do that and like, I do my, my fucking stepsister. What up? Allegra Scarano, a uh, very frequent guest of the podcast. She, you know, she was talking about like gigs like that, doing it where she can't do yeah. it anymore. She's getting older. She's only 30, but fucking getting fired in two weeks just cause she's not friendly and cool enough. Like, like yeah. you're not wearing enough flair. Like it's office space. Like you gotta be cheery and more of this. And she's well, like, that's corporate this. restaurants though. Like yeah, I like, like working fucking one off, like mommy, not mommy pop. I, mean, I guess they're mommy pops, but I think like, it depends. Like you, ones. you, that's why I don't like fine dining. That's why I like working at dive bars. Because like I can I can look at someone who's being disrespectful and be like fuck you get out of my bar. It's true. You don't have to play that fucking bullshit. Like yeah, I, I like to I like to be kind. But yeah, dive bars are like real dive bars. Yeah, real dive bars. Dive bars. All right, good, good. Because I there's a lot of like places that will advertise or, or, or promote themselves as like a dive bar. There's a mm-hmm. bunch of fucking twenty something year old hipster kids mm-hmm. fucking getting expensive cocktails. I want a dive bar. I want ugly people in there, dude. I want fucking <laughs> depressed people, people alone that have been in there since four in the afternoon. People with fourteen juice box, cheap drinks. It doesn't have to be clean. I don't want a fucking Moscow mule for fucking eighteen dollars. Right. Some guy I mean I mean in a lumberjack jacket. <laughs> I can't even chop a fucking I like tree those bright. bars too though sometimes because no, they actually they have, have great have, they're great no they have doubt. great drinks when I can bar. afford it Let's just call but it a dive bar the tan I've uh, I've been like slowly collecting uh, dive bars in LA they're hot oh much please harder, share much harder to come by so we have to please share, share. we'll have to share there's, there's a great one that's like uh, it's like Los Feliz Thai town area it's called the drawing room okay and they open at 5am which is like all the drug addicts people like <laughs> up all night partying doing blow or fucking drinking or whatever they're doing so they can slide right. in there catch the La La shit. Land yeah but there's a, there's a few there's a couple I got a couple I, a lot of them like I have to go to dive bars like in the hood or some other places because a lot of them are just fake ass dive bars right exactly I mean I like I like all kind of bars but my favorite definitely is dive bar yeah I have not been to one as of yet although I'll put you on to some spots. Dude, out in your neck of the woods in, in the valley. There, should, there has to be, yeah. I'll actually, Starlight Cantina in Studio City. I don't know that one. That one, I like that dive bar. Starlight Cantina. It sounds like they sell expensive, sugary, frozen margaritas. Nah, actually, no. Nah, it's like whiskey and beer, yeah. and uh, there's like a pool table, and you play darts. Oh, shit. The most fucking dangerous game you could give a bunch of drunk people to play, throwing <laughs> sharp does. metal objects to the club. Who the fuck thought that was a good call? It's retarded. It's terrible. It's, isn't that a little crazy? Because then people are like, they're, you know, they're drunk, yeah. and they're walking around. People like Darts. go up like in front of the dart table yeah. while they're playing like idiots. It's fucking nuts. I know. I, people, but I definitely will play darts. Will play, <laughs> I suck at darts. I've never played them because I don't. Like, who has darts? Like, I've never practiced. And at the bars, it's the last thing I want to do is, like, fucking, all right, play some darts. <laughs> Fuck that. I don't like pool either. I don't play pool. You don't play pool either? Nah, dude. I, I I'll bowl. bowl. I'll bowl like a motherfucker. I'll play some yeah. dominoes with you, or I'll play some chess. Those dominoes. Those are the only games Jake the Snake plays. I will, I will do pool. I will play darts. Copy cool? Copy cool. Play some of that. I play some that. I play yeah. some dominoes. I, I don't like. I'm not a gamey dude, dude. I don't gamble, so I don't play cards. I don't play spades. It's either chess. I'm not a card person. Chess or dominoes or bowling. That's it. I'm not a card person. I will play cards against humanity, though. That's fun. That's a fun. That's one. a fun time. That's a fun one. That's a good I got one. a lot of white friends who enjoy games like that. Yeah, apples exactly. to apples. Yeah. <laughs> white people always have that. Hang out with some so yeah, They got it's some. So of that. good. The first couple times I played that with people, I was like, oh, "This is fucking word game. I don't know." But then I'm like, "Oh shit, this is kind of fun." Can I can I tell everyone I'm having fun? Is yeah, right? you're like, oh man, is this accepting? <laughs> well, like the first time we played it, dude, it was like back in Boston. It was me and some like homies, and we were like drunk and blazing, and like, one of the homies That's had the it. That's the only way you can but play it was, like, card it games. It was like some like thugged out dudes and like dudes who don't <laughs> play games. And we started playing this, and we were all looking at each other like, is this cool? Are we allowed to like have fun here? It was, it was yes, awkward. you are. We weren't like playing poker yes, for money and shit, but we opened up. That's hilarious. Yeah. I like. I'm, I'm not like a card. Game person. Never been a card dude, man. I mean, actually, that's Never not true. Card. When I was young in the Caribbean, we played gin rummy was big now. When I was little, yeah. I used to know how to play. I couldn't fucking tell you how to play that now, dude. I have I no idea. But, and honestly, yeah. dominoes I stay away from because I feel like my uncle, like my, you know, my uncles play that yeah. during the house party. Puerto Rican dudes. They're outside. Yeah, It's man. serious. I know. I know you don't get up on this shit. Like, dude, my mother, my mother's a beast. She loves playing dominoes. I'm intimidated, so I don't. It's a, it's a fun one when you're doing. Um, oh, sorry. You're good. Little this white vino. I'm on my white my white wine cake. I do love red wines and lots of more it different kinds. It just seems kinds. like it's a little bit warm for red, That's red wine thing, right dude, now. In California, man, it, it's hot out here, and mm-hmm. I don't want red wine when it's hot. Even okay, so what favorite? What favorite is your white wine? Sauvignon so this is weird. Like with yeah, with, with red wine, <laughs> I will drink various types of reds, but white, yeah. I really only like Sauvignon Blanc. 
I don't I, care yeah, for I Chardonnay. I hate Chardonnay. Yo, my this my is, aunt Annie, if you give her Chardonnay, joke. she'll fucking hit you. She hates she hates fucking Chardonnay. But anyway. I have a joke and it's gonna be a little rude, but no, I'm no, dude, say fact, there's no such thing Honest, as rude on damaged goods. It's, it's all good. All I fair knew, game. I knew what I was get. Well, every time, okay, so I'm a waitress. You get to know people. No, no, no. You're a you're a poet and an actress. You just wait tables. Sometimes. I just wait tables sometimes. Thank you. Thank Appreciate you. that. Thank you. Um, so I, you get to know people and what they like, and everybody is different, but there's always a theme. So I always knew that it was gonna be I was gonna have a difficult human being when they asked for a glass of Chardonnay with a side of ice. Oh, dude, it's like and a middle-aged white divorced woman. Was that what it was? <laughs> yes, exactly. Yeah, I saw that a mile away. When she asked for the ice on the side, I get it because it, it ain't cold enough. I'm like, mm, okay, I know what I, I'm getting myself into. Or um, it's just it's just such a it's such a funny little microcosm of. Yeah shit that goes down when you're working in a restaurant it, and i mean pinot grigio is real sweet and fucking moscato that's like sugar that's like a yeah, diabetes my mother loves a moscato i mean most <laughs> she people loves do her some moscato when uh as been like you know 2007 8 9 or some shit around mm-hmm. there like moscato became cool and popular in the culture that's what we right? were drinking when right? i graduated high school Dude, and i went into was into it, right i'm, a, I'm like in new york i'm doing a music mm. thing I'm, I'm going to like uh radio interviews and hanging out with different people all the women like sometimes it was a woman's radio show or a, a girl was the host of this whatever or right. all the shit all the chicks were drinking that they were like you know i was going on dates with chicks they all wanted moscato I'm like yeah, that's a fucking after dinner drink that's a dessert drink that's why it it's is. so damn sweet yeah but these broads are drinking that shit all there's day a name I'm, for like, it, but I'm, I'm not trying to get type two out here i can't drink that shit dude that shit is sweet I, my mother loves that. I definitely drank that in college. I mean, it tastes good. But then as I, like, started working in restaurants. Yeah, you didn't want a root canal, so you stopped drinking it. Well, yeah, but. and then I got to know a lot of different other wines from different areas oh, and regions. and fancy. I like booze, dude. You like booze? <laughs> it's all right. There's nothing wrong with it. It's all right. It, uh, it's, it's America's favorite drug, you know? Yeah. No, I mean, I like, I like the, like the ambiance of, like, people having a good time. and. You, you drink, know? like, rosé or champagne? I do a l- not as much actually. See, I I will take a rosé over whites most of the time. As long as yeah, it's not I like sweet, a rosé. Like a dry rosé is good, mm-hmm. especially eat some oysters and some. Shit I'm like actually that. allergic to oysters. Oh, uh, all fucking what shellfish? Actually, just oysters. I don't know what it is about oysters. I don't know if it's the like level of zinc. Terry, in it. put the fucking oysters back. No, we're gonna have a little <laughs> oyster party after this. I love oysters, dude. <laughs> Fucking here from Boston, can't eat oysters. But I can eat everything else, and Monster, it sucks because I used to. Fish, yo, nothing, muscles, I can, clams, don't muscles. Fuck I can, I can eat the muscles. Just oysters. I'm from Puerto Rico. That's what I love. Marisco. Yeah, I love Marisco's like. Shit. I love seafood, but see, like I don't know what it is about um, oysters that I can't have. You like what? You like get swell up hives. I I like get dizzy. I get dizzy and like You sure that's not the nauseous. fucking aphrodisiac aspect of of oysters? That's just how I react uh, to sex. <laughs> I get dizzy and I want to go to bed. <laughs> what uh what what part of puerto rico are you from um my father is from sidra and my mother's from patillas what's that on the north side i can pull it up i can never just tell off the top of my head so yeah. uh i've i've been to puerto rico fucking a million times cause yeah as a kid coming from nevis and st kitts to fly to america san juan was a stopover exactly so right. i always had to fly there but oftentimes uh, you know, flight bullshit, airline bullshit would go down. Did you? Oh my God! You were on the flight with everybody with their doobies or their rollos, oh, oh, and every time yeah. the plane would Forever. like land, they oh, would yeah. clap. Oh yeah, I mean, even in, <laughs> even in Nevis and St. Kitts, that's the norm too. Yeah, Everyone right, does right, that. exactly. But I would have a, a lot of times, man. Me and my mother would get stuck in in, in San Juan for like a oh you, here we have to give you a hotel, get you the flight tomorrow. The shit's oh, fucked yeah. up. So I ended up spending a lot of time in Puerto Rico through that as a kid, always just the go between, but right. always just in San Juan, maybe old San Juan. But then one of my best friends from Boston, he's. He's Chilean, but his baby's mother is from Puerto Rico, so he moved there to be with their son. Oh my God. And uh, so I, I went to, you know, I go to Puerto Rico to visit him a lot. And yeah. it's still San Juan, though. I never get out of San Juan or old San Juan, but I want to go to Ponce. I want to go to Rincon. Ponce is awesome. Rincon. Actually, Rincon, I went to Rincon. I actually spent last um, really Three Kings to... Day there oh. with my homies. We, um, yeah, like they were backpacking through Puerto Rico. Well, she's, she's from Puerto Rico. So she was actually just traveling through Puerto Rico. She rented a car and did all that. And I went to Rincon and I had Three Kings oh, Day and shit. I had pork and rice and is, uh, we jumped off the waterfall and I was Rincon, too scared to surf though. Oh, see, that's what like that's the part of Puerto Rico where you surf and you can only yeah. really surf six it's months. It's a huge out of surf year, town. Though. It's only in it's the so much time, fun. But yeah. it's all my boys go there and I'm fucking dying to go. But now, it, but like I'm gonna tell you the truth though. There was like one. There was one bar and I was like, I, they had live music and I was. You know, listening to the music, and then I turn around, I look around. I'm the only person of color. 
Really, Rincon, that's what I was about to ask you. Is Rincon more kind of like rural, less populated, or is um, it touristy? Cause it, that, it, well, because it's such great surf, so I don't know. So is that really, the term? I don't know, surf. But is it um, a, it's not a city, right? It's a town. So it's a town. It's small. not a city. It's small. Um, and it's a lot of tourists here, a lot really? of people that come See, in. that's what I didn't know about Yeah, Rincon. I was curious. Everybody was goes there to surf. That's okay. what they do. Okay. See, I was unaware of that. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, no, I... Um, I always wanted to go on that side, but I know it's only like six months out of the year. They really have a yeah. good surf over there and stuff it, like yeah, that. Yeah, there was like a little girl being taught how to surf. I was too nervous. The water was real rough. Yeah, it's, yeah. it's, it's intense. My yeah. boy, he's a really, really, really good surfer too, and he was there, and he got his jaw wired shut. His own board hit him in the face surfing. Oh. And it was his bachelor party. He had to have a wire shut for like a month or something like that. That um, sounds yeah, like terrible. my nightmare. Yeah, smoothies for a month. I love some but smoothies. I'm sure but you probably like... I've never had you any. You know what you're doing. I, I've never had any fucking uh, jaw wired shut shit. You'd He's, like it. You'd like it. You'd have a good time. I'd love it. Yeah. Like, I've never get out of San Juan and I really want to I wanna go around. It's a good, around. like, you can just drive yeah. around and end up in all these different great beaches and mm. mom and pop shops oh, and yeah. cheap food and I mean, that's nice what I people. like about traveling anywhere. I, I like getting out of the main cities. I like going in the cut. I never do the tourist thing ever. Yeah. And when you have people that live there, well, you're friends, from the makes, islands, you yeah, know? Exactly. Uh, what I was gonna ask you was, um, you got family there still? I do. So, uh, and w they're in those areas that you mentioned. Yeah, Calle Empatías. So um, how, how are they holding up right now? My family's good. They're good. A couple of them had to go to Florida actually and stay with some family. It's kind of mm -hmm. past the time, but because you know, of what, just like uh, still out of power, out of water. Right, power, water. I think the whole island is still on boil advisory. Yeah, yeah. Um, and like. Yo, it, it, I I got friends who had to do the same. Come come to the states for a mm -hmm. while. Come to New York. Come mm -hmm. to Boston, and yeah. they're back now. And, and and they live in like San Juan or Ponce, so maybe they've got power back. Right. So like, especially the more like the city cities and like more metropolis type situations, they're gonna have a, a better access to certain yeah. things. So like, water, food, or electricity. But like when you think about the rural, rural parts, and oh, like yeah. it's rural. Oh yeah, out there. very much. You know, we're Hilados. Yeah. And so people are just trying to like make it work. Think like there was a mudslide in one city, and yeah. you're, they're still trying to clean up. And I mean, how there was it's it's terrible. It's how crazy. many months is it right now? It's like I fuck. I'll, I'll say the wrong I thing, but it it's basically the longest time any U.S. province has gone without uh, oh yeah like uh, if, uh power and in, in, in like certain medical tension in certain areas and all kinds of shit. it's, it's 120 days since since fucking nuts that's four months yeah crazy mm -hmm. like you know yeah i know houston got fucked up real bad recently and you know in new orleans took a huge beating right. back in katrina and shit right and in in houston i have a friend from houston it's still fucked up yeah but 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 people are working there they're doing mm -hmm. things they're, they're trying to bring it back like i don't know what if anything well, is what's, getting, you got you got to really to understand this hurricane. You also got to understand Puerto Rico's history and its relationship, um, and how it was acquired yeah. by the United States and everything that's happened since then. So, like, when you understand things like the Jones Act and how, you know, we don't have any kind of representation in Congress. There is no one to really speak for this island. We are literally just being held captive by the United States. In we like pay a so much, kind of right? Exactly, situation. and we pay so much in taxes. It's insane. You know, so that's why there's been this, like, new resurgence in, in, in the idea of, like, agriculture um, in Puerto Rico. So, like, you can, there's people are trying to grow their food now because they're tired of, of these crazy taxes. And, like, it's it's insane. So, when you understand just, like, how and what the United States has done yeah. to Puerto Rico. And you mentioned something right there about, about uh, taxes being so mm -hmm. expensive. And there's something I, I learned about recently. And, like I said, if I fucking don't know this shit, don't quote me. Um, if you live in puerto rico mm -hmm. but your business is in america right like mm -hmm. you're american citizen or in whatever you i think don't pay any fucking taxes there's a lot which of is, loopholes actually which is, is fucked up there's a for, lot of for, loopholes for puerto rico though mm -hmm. because like you know you might be a person living there making a gang of money back here but you're not paying any taxes exactly back to the, to the there's, country. there's a bunch of of um information that I could probably find for you if you were ever interested. But off the, like again, don't quote me, but there is definitely legislation where there in lies all these loopholes for people who are not from Puerto Rico to benefit from yeah. because it's not a state, yeah, right? It's, so it's it creates this like mayhem and people try to take advantage of these loopholes. So there are a lot of transplants that come in and companies and that's why yeah. pharmaceutical companies yeah. there's so many in Puerto Rico. Yeah. You know, because they can they have been 
very beneficial to like live within these loopholes and legislation and okay. shit like that. So, and, and you know, like if you've never been to Puerto Rico before, you don't have to have your passport. You can use your mm-hmm. ID. Whereas like you go yeah, anywhere, yeah. As you go to DR, you go to Cuba, mm-hmm. you go to fucking Jamaica. You Same thing anywhere. with like St. John, St. Thomas. Oh, because those are U.S. Virgin Islands. Yep, yep. It's funny in like in the West Indies, uh, people always clown like. St. Martin, St. John, like Bahamas, because really? they were like, which is because they were like U.S. Virgin Islands and they had that, yeah. you know, versus being like, you know, their independent countries are still under yeah, British yeah. rule to a certain. I think, I think the year I was born is when Nevis got independence from Britain, I believe. Well, I think you got to understand, like, uh, the diaspora, the there's so many, like, I, I experience that a lot when I speak to the, like, um, Latino or. Hispanic people, Spanish-speaking people, um, or even people that from from the diaspora. It's like there's this idea that like there's this this they look down on you. Like oh. why didn't you fight for? I remember yeah. I had a Salvadorian friend. We were talking about El Salvador and and I'm Puerto Rico, and she was like, I just don't understand why you guys didn't fight. And I'm like, oh, but we did. And there was a huge massacre in Ponce that happened. Like it, there's you know political prisoners. In the United States, yeah, it's, it's 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 a thing, but the education is not there, and it's not there for a purpose. Yeah, exactly. It's, it's hidden because you don't hear that story. Yeah, you, you don't. You hear. I mean, one way or another, stories will get the truth gets through, like you know, the liberation of Haiti or yeah. Tucson. And, like nobody and, knows and El Grito de Lares. Nobody knows yeah, that. It's true. It's like uh, that part of Puerto Rican history, even to me, I is is foreign. I don't yeah. know because you don't hear about it. You don't, and I think that's why, like, I really look up to people like Rosa Clemente or Rock actually, a mutual yeah. friend. Ernesto Royo, a uh, artist and, and activist back in Boston. Um, and I, I, I as, as an artist, I was raised by artists who were also activists. So, like, what you spoke to earlier about having um, going to a poetry slam or open mic and it being so heavily politically saturated. Yeah. There are poems where it's it's also joyful and our melanin and our power and our resilience and yeah it's, it's serious because joy is serious you yeah. want to be you want to be joyful so that's a good point I think that like that's why I do what I do that's why I'm a writer that's why I'm a poet because then I can find avenues to be able to speak my truth and and Puerto Rico is my truth I always found in Boston the um. There was like a very strong like Latino artist community, mm-hmm. and uh, especially in Jamaica, playing growing up like you know, from oh, yeah. Square and shit. It was it was awesome to always see that. And uh, wait, Alex Chimmies or Jellies? For what? For Ooh. chicken, Alex Chimmies. Yeah, chicken. Papa Reina's from actually from Alex, really from Alex Chimmies. I like that. I actually <laughs> always went to Alex Chimmies. Jellies or Jellies? I the yuca was good. Mm-hmm. I used to like get their fish a lot. They used to fry really? fish. So I like. You know, I, I never did that. Bad, well, don't. I had a bad experience <laughs> with the fish, so I don't get anymore. But yeah, it was cool. But it was always a little like. Sometimes I go and look at the food, and then you know these these are restaurants where you can see the food is displayed and yeah. served to you on the spot. So you can always kind of like, like look and the survey it. Yeah. And sometimes I go and look, and I'm like, mm, yeah. you know. I always love the guy in the back with a machete, and he's cutting a bowl of chicken. Yeah, he's just like, what do you want? Get kitty. That's the best. Yeah, like that. Un plato de siete, por favor. Boston definitely <laughs> had a strong like Latin artist community. Yeah, and for it's sure. a bummer when you see gentrification and shit change neighborhoods and change it. But I feel like yeah. it still stayed pretty strong. Well, I think what's so interesting about Boston is that the every it's 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 a college town, so we're a very educated community. Yeah. Even not college students, though. Not, That's co- not, the, not the college people, yeah. students, it's, it's the just, kids that grew up in Boston public schools yeah. that had the ability and the opportunity to have teachers that cared enough to like yo go to the school or, or look at and look at what is available to you yeah. and I really appreciate educators both my parents are educators and um that public school teachers yeah God bless their they met souls. they met in Charlestown High School that's what my mother's from Charlestown so yeah, yeah. they were students or, or teaching there? they were teaching there oh, and that's, that's a, where that, they met uh, how far back um 32 33 years ago so like the early 80s okay yeah yeah I mean it was still pretty crazy then too yeah for, for like two Puerto Ricans sure. to be teaching in Charlestown back yeah then, you know I mean but there was such a, a huge uh, Hispanic community and now well yeah it started to grow there mm-hmm, now I mean for sure when I, I used to I lived there growing, growing mm-hmm. up period it was very small yeah but uh it, it I mean it's interesting even in Boston even in the, like the, the most poor communities black mm-hmm. Irish like you know, Puerto Rican fucking Italian Cape Verdean neighborhood Vietnamese neighborhood yeah even in like the, the the poor communities there is like this like sense of like knowledgeable fucking educated 
reach, even if yeah. you will never fucking graduate high school. Yeah. Versus when I travel to the to the south or to the Midwest to these other cities and these places, it doesn't equate. I think I was talking about it on here earlier. Like uh, I used to think like white people from Boston like with the urban white trash, but not in Philly. Fucking has the crown. Like oh, at least up here we're like a little more educated. Philly. No, I think you you. I don't know what it is about Boston that you grow up kind of with this consciousness, and and without the accolades, you know what I mean. Like without the degrees or whatever the fuck, like you. You, you grow up with this consciousness of, of what is happening in the world because you, you see it every day. You live in a segregated city. You're watching these social interactions. You're sensing these microaggressions, and, um, and, and you have to deal with that. So whether you are educated or not, this struggle of like trying to keep Boston Boston, this idea of like fighting uh, gentrification with legislation, like Boston's doing big moves right now, and a lot of my my friends are those people that are going to these meetings um and 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 community meetings and trying to devise how, a plan uh i'm sorry i mean i almost got you no, if please. you do know how because i've always had issues with gentrification i mean like yeah. you brought up charlestown like mm-hmm. charlestown i i was seen to get gentrified when i was a younger kid and that was you know uh, people always have a, a a notion that it's it's the it's the poor black and brown Mm-hmm. Communities, which is true, but it's, it's poor communities in general. Yeah. Right? So I would say, sure. like, think about this. Say you're like a, a well-to-do white person from fucking Indiana or, yeah. or, or, or fucking the middle of Massachusetts, wherever. Right. And you're going to move into the city and you want to live in like a, a cheap, like kind of poor neighborhood so I can buy a nice house and it's going to grow <laughs> in value. Right. I'm this yeah. fucking waspy-ass white dude from wherever. I'm coming in. Do mm-hmm. I want to live in the black neighborhood? Do I want to live in the in the Latino neighborhood? I was like, well, there's these, these white people over here and it's poor in their neighborhood. I mean, at least they look like me. Maybe I should go there first, even though they don't want you there either. Yeah, uh, and so like like Charlestown, I remember getting hit early, like well, way yeah. before South Boston. Oh, Charlestown got hit really early. And uh, yeah, going there like you know, because you know what that was? was? That was reverse white flight because Mayor Menino uh, made a law that if you were going to be a city worker, that you had to live in the city. So what happened yeah. was all these people that back in the '60s or whatever were able to acquire loans out in the suburbs had mm-hmm. to then move into the city yeah. so that they can keep their city jobs. Yep, that's true. So that was this influx of you know white Caucasian population back yeah. into these urban cities so that's what's really happening they're coming into this community and and raising the property taxes like sky high and then pushing people that have been there for For generations i mean most people i'm friends with grew up can't afford to live where they grew up right and, you know, even mm-hmm. like and then i have like aunts and uncles and, and people selling their houses and apartments in like charlestown places yeah. and making a lot of money now because they're fucking in their 60s and they've had it for whatever mm-hmm. and that's that's great and like it's good for them personally like they now you got some money you can relax and chill but at the mm-hmm. same time when everybody's doing that like five people off every street's doing that yeah. you're basically giving the neighborhood away to exactly and i think uh, that that's the education around that issue right now is trying to make sure that like we support you know, black owned and run uh, businesses in our communities and restaurants and make sure that we like buy our land mm-hmm. and, and hold on to it yeah. and be responsible for our communities. That's that's very prevalent in Boston. That's why I love it. I miss it. I do. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Yeah, well you, you've only been here for a couple months. It's, I know. It's still soft. It's still so sentimental. Boston. You can write I'm some so fucking, Boston. you can write some, some, some sentimental poetry. <laughs> Yo, what do you, so like, some of the slam poetry, right? Mm-hmm. Some of the shit that, oh, you hear those sirens, dude, they're coming. Coming. They're not coming. We live in a clean life. So, so, so a lot of like slam shit, right? Yeah. Uh, it, it got real popular, I, I think, in pop culture in like the early two thousands, right? The the fucking Saul Williams like movie the Def, Slam and like Def Jam, Def, comedy, Def yeah. Poetry or Jam, me, yeah. right? And all these things, and uh, it, it kind of made like, oh wow, poetry's cool, man. It's edgy. Yeah. It's, it's it's awesome. You mm-hmm. got a lot of interest in it. I found like a lot of. I don't know, man. It was just like the same style with certain slam shit. Mm-hmm. And that was like a lot of my friends' critiques. There's like a... It's just fucking the same this shit. This rhythm that everybody yeah, kind of uses as a template. We had a friend who yeah, was a musician. Yeah, I don't do and, that. Yeah, that's what I was and saying. And not, not that that's terrible. No, that's, like everybody, I feel like what's really great about the community back home in Boston, actually here, I've been going to a few open mics. Like it's but is lit it mo- out is here. it more slam style or is it it's, more it's like... It's open mic. So I go, to, I go to the Poetry Lounge on Fairfax every Tuesday night. And these people are like really talented people, and and like it's it's that's my church since I've been out here. But what like the the styles of everyone's poetry? Of it's everyone's not art, the stereotypical. This subway sandwich, the bread of God, the bread of Christ that holds <laughs> together the meat of our people. Like you know, yeah, it's not necessarily like that. Everybody's gonna have their own style, their own way of speaking and rhyming, and um, 
it's it that stereotype is terrible but it sometimes can be true well, that's the thing it's like dude that's like i just i was yeah. at so much shit where you that should was the definitely norm. go to the poetry lounge and check it out okay. it's really cool let me know it's I'll, really yeah, cool yeah, i'll come through sit yeah. in the corner and look fucking awkward and fucking enjoy that shit <laughs> yeah everybody it's on fairfax everybody's... where on fairfax oh i wish i could tell you i don't really oh. know because see for people who don't know in la fairfax is uh, an avenue where there's all the fucking urban streetwear shit and where kids mm-hmm. came out for two days straight to buy Yeezys and Dude. all the hip cool shit. So I was, con- you know, I was very confused because I saw poetry thing there. They actually camp out right outside of the poetry. Oh, lounge. so it, it's on that part of Fairfax. It's like right yeah. next to Supreme. Like, yeah, okay. It's like yeah. Fairfax, Melrose area. Yeah. yeah. It's that's fucking a strange. Like, what are y'all doing? Well, I mean, dude, I, it's those are fucking some Yeezy. Those are some Jordan Jordans. You gotta camp out for that shit. It's cold. <laughs> fucking crazy. It's funny because like that area is 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 consumerism central, right? Mm-hmm. And there's hip, cool, popular, rich restaurants, and there's yep. cool bars, and like all there those cool, cool, cool clothing the dime. stores, dimes of shit. But it's funny to me that there'd be a poetry spot right there. There's actually a theater right to like right yeah, where like the, the silent theater, because that's right there on Fairfax too, or some shit. No, it's right next to like a football. Uh, thing. A football thing. A field. <laughs> oh, oh, I don't know that on Fairfax. It was a football field. It's like right next to the Fairfax football field. High School. Probably is where that. Maybe is. I don't know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah um, I have no idea. No, I yeah. just go there at night, and I'm like, yeah. I'm here to listen. Do you read off off the paper? Or are you going? You have it memorized. It's always my dope. friends always give me shit because I and I know I need to do a little bit better about this, but I don't memorize it because I'm always changing it. Uh, but I, I want to really work on memorizing it and like. Yeah, fucking leaving the microphone in yeah. ashes, you know, type shit. But like, I actually just read it. I mean, I, th- I think people dig both because they know, okay, this person's got some fresh ideas in their head yeah. and they're working with it. Oh, wow, well, this is special. I get to see them working it out. And then also, yeah. when someone's got it memorized so much, they can just like look you in the fucking eyeballs and right? get it's all like, passionate oh my God. and shit. Yeah, I love that. So my but my favorite poets back home and like um online are poets I memorize so. That's something I gotta work on. Who's like a who's like a dope ill poet in these days? I only know old, old, old shit. You know, honestly, I'm just gonna say my friends. Um, if you were to go, if you were in Boston every second Thursday of the month, you can go to if you can feel it, you can speak it. And I feel like some of the best poets in Boston go there, or they go to the Haley House or the like Friday yeah. Slam. Um, so D Ruff for sure, I think, and um, Jadi, Umpa, Umpa for sure, she's doing her thing. Um. Hakeem, actually, Hakeem Hill, who is out here, um, he actually just moved to L.A. too. He's a screenwriter. He's also a poet. Uh, Matt Gainham, uh, I like, he's amazing. And I feel like you... That name sounds very familiar. You're going to know exactly what I'm talking about. Um, yeah, he's, a recovering, he's a recovering addict. In oh, so I, I would know him. I would know him. No, 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 because like you, I, we're mutual yeah, friends yeah, yeah, yeah. On, on the I, I do know online a realm. Re- recovering addicts too. I love on the my online friends, realm. So not because he's a recovering That's addict. My last guest on the podcast last week was a recovering addict musician. It was great. Not only good. just because you have both white. It's all good. It's all good. It's all, oh, he's he's white. No, I'm <laughs> I could tell by his last name. I don't remember what it was. Yeah, his great. name was Matt. Also, I don't know any <laughs> non-white people named Matt. Maybe an Asian person whose oh. second um, you know Anglo name is right. Matt. Yeah. Mateo. Mateo. What kind um, of name is Mateo? I don't know, but I love that name. I know some. I know I some love kids that name. Mateo. It's alright. It's not bad. Sure beats some shitty names. Oh my! My god sister's actually a poet too. So Christine Casanova definitely just, runs in your family. You're your father. Your your god sister. Yeah. I think with, with artistic people, it it tends to run in the family, even if it's not the same art, sh- but it's yeah, well, you get to share. There. Yeah. You get to share. Well, and also just the way the brains work. I mean, mm-hmm. you know, like the. The people who are like you know more right brain or like businessy or sports right. people who played sports their their kids gonna play sports and maybe their kids also a professional athlete right. like them and things like that you know or oh your dad's a, a painter your mom's a musician you're you, whatever you're gonna get into that shit too you know? right right exactly that's that's how I, it came to me you know yeah you mentioned your grandparents right yeah my grandparents were both writers actors yeah. painters my mm. my mother was like a seamstress. Uh, yeah, a bunch of my cousins play different instruments and shit, yeah. music shit. My aunt's dope. a writer, so yeah. I, and plus it definitely I starts. It definitely starts at home. Yeah, for sure. I, yeah. If I have kids, I'm going to push them. I mean, I'm going to let them pick their shit. You pick your shit, I'll support yeah, you. But sure. what I realized is like as I got older, you can be 30, 40, 50, 60 and still play guitar, play piano, dance, sing. Yeah. Act, you can't play fucking football. And, I mean, you can, yeah. but like you can't play at the same level and have the time and right. also the impact on your body and things like those exactly. things are only good at a certain part. Maybe gets you a college uh, scholarship right, or like 
Right. I whatever. think that like uh, the idea of success kind of like changes and once you, once you can change that perspective and say, you know what, I can be like 70 years old and be in a play and like, Ooh, yeah. It'll be okay. I'm I'm oh, be yeah. straight. It's awesome. So yeah. Yeah, that's people people still do that. Mm-hmm. I fucking hang out with these people. And yeah. So, you can I mean and, and it's great. Dude. Like dudes are still touring in bands at seventy mm-hmm. and playing yeah, and yeah. fucking you My can mentor still do is that, a, is has her own like theater company and she's like in her seventies. Oh, like a lot of the people who heavy into athletics and shit when young, it's hard to keep that up when you're maybe you play in a and fucking it, men's league yeah. in basketball in your forties, but But I then mean, the beating that takes on your body when yeah, you're older, dude. you're gonna be fucked. Yeah, dude. It's fucking intense. I don't yeah. want my kid dying out, brain dead at twenty eight. No, thank you. Fuck that, dude. Exactly. You know. I'm twenty eight. Oh my god. Oh yeah, wow. It's all right. I'm jealous. <laughs> it's a great age. It's a great age. Two years, you're going to even be dober. When you hit 30, you're going to be like the best version I'm of yourself. I'm excited. Um, that's why I'm here. I'm like, I'm ready to work on myself. 30s are better than your 20s. Polish this off and then and take leaps of faith uh-huh. and create. Yeah, dude, get them on. Where, yeah. where, where are you, you going to be at any uh, live poetry shit? Anywhere you can check you anywhere? You know what? No. Actually, I'm working on that. Right now, I'm, I'm very like wow. taking a lot of things Material. in. Material. Right. reflecting so yeah. i like i right now i'm just going to kind of like witness and because mm. you find community because everyone's going through some shit huh? everybody's unpackaging trauma and figuring out oh maybe this life is hard are poets more confident than musicians you seem so confident and happy and like musicians are way more insecure to me i feel like you seem very very comfortable i had to prepare myself to be so i had to like sit alone in my room and just do Gia weird things like fold clothes or talk to myself in the mirror. Fold clothes? Like, that just <laughs> sounds like a fucking choice. I had to fold clothes early because I did laundry. That's, that's like... Well, I was stoned. I was just like, oh. you know, I'm just going to do weird things and oh. meditate and like whatever. But like, um, as much as I'm a person that like talks to people and I'm amicable or I perform, my alone time has... There has to be oh, a huge balance or or it's too much for me. No, for, I think my, for, then my anxiety like skyrockets. For all artists and creative people, I think you need that alone time yeah. to, to allow those thoughts to fester and maybe give you a little anxiety that right. you'll use to motivate yourself to do these creative things and your outlets yep. and uh, you need that alone time. Yeah. Uh, you know what's interesting is like my, my non-artistic friends, they seem to like not relish in that alone time. They love the, when we hang out, let's all do this. Let's do the game thing. And like going out at night, which I love. I love hanging out with my fuckers and shit. Right. Dude, like you, I got a crazy imagination. I gotta stay here on a Saturday night alone and I'll, I'll do some fun shit. I'll do something. Draw, <laughs> paint, write, podcast, fucking play guitar. It's going to be great. It's going to be a good time by myself. That's why it's awesome to have a good imagination, dude. Yeah. It's important. It is very important. Yeah, dude. I feel like that's, I think that's the strongest thing you can give a kid when you're raising them is a good mm-hmm. imagination because then it doesn't matter how bored they are. You're waiting in line at the DMV. You're fucking is stuck in traffic. Whatever it is, your imagination can yeah. tap into your artistic ideas and you'll start thinking about things like lyrics, poetry, yeah. fucking pictures you want to draw. I think my mom being a kindergarten teacher, she, that's how we are. Yeah. You know, like, don't always. Put the TV on, read hey. a book. Let's do some. She always has activities. Our house is like the house that all the little kids go to, and there's always an activity. There's oh, always man. like like, like an art project house. to do or something or other. So I, I grew up that way. I'm very grateful. And it's a, it's a great escape, too, because if mm-hmm. you are in a, a boring situation or an uncomfortable or, or a miserable one, like your living I situation, yeah, you can fucking slip into your art. Yeah. And, and it's an escape that's awesome. And I was wondering about my friends who aren't artistic. Whether you know, like they're business minded or fucking sports minded or whatever it yeah. is, I'm like, what do they do in these times? Do they just fucking hate their life for the, those hours when they're stuck in line at somewhere or alone and shit? I don't know. Maybe they don't. Maybe they're awesome and having a blast. Maybe they are having a blast. Pro- You're they, never honestly, gonna know what's gonna happen in someone's mind and life. Uh, ignorance I, is bliss type <laughs> shit. I'm always jealous of those motherfuckers. They're probably having a blast. They're probably I'm sitting here having an existential fucking anxiety attack. Yeah. Welcome to my world. <laughs> do you do you do anything to control your anxiety besides poetry? Smoke weed. Besides smoke weed, like any other herbal supplements. That so I I'm ex- one of those people. Like I'm Puerto Rican. So wait, what? No way. A Puerto Rican will let you know that Puerto Rican five times in a. I know. A I know. Good. I like start conversations. I'm Puerto Dude, Rican. It's all good, girl. Um, no, I um. Sorry, my phone fell. Um, I feel like I have come into a clairvoyance that you get. I truly believe in that. Um, and I'm just very in tune with my emotions and my spirit and my energy. So, um, I like, I have stones and I meditate and I like sage and 
I try to read up on it and learn about, um, you know, technically what the Tainos were Mm -hmm. worshiping or or what they believed in versus like when the Spaniards came and then introduced Christianity to us. Were you raised Catholic? I was raised Catholic. I was. My mother and my grandmother are very Catholic and I love them and we'll go to church with them. But I just started to like really like back, like feel very disconnected to it. Boy, I didn't like my communion, my confirmation. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I did the whole thing. Um, but I just felt very disconnected. I just I didn't I didn't know how to make sense of it all. What a, a, a reoccurring theme on the podcast we talk about is things like how to deal with anxiety and depression. I'm mm. a gentleman who has been dealing, still dealing with those things. You know, I was how do on, you deal? Uh, well, you, uh, back years ago, I was on a gang of different medications, which really? was fucking awful. I'm very anti-anxiety and anti-antidepressant medications. Yeah. But I was on a bunch of that For shit. Sure, me too. I mean, I I, I recommend the. Psychoanalysis is a form of therapy for me. Worked in fucking incredible, mm-hmm. um, not cognitive behavior therapy and things like that, but like talking. And and you will be amazed how liberating and awesome that is. But yeah, um, I take a lot of like natural herbal shit now uh, to kind of like supplement what what those Yo, medications me went. Yeah, dude, I've got a. I list this shit off on here a lot because I think it's real helpful. A lot of people are dealing with it, right. and there's better ways to deal with it than just the med. Dude, antidepressant medication has an eighty-seven percent failure rate. Would you ever do anything? If, we, if I was like, yo, uh, drive my car to the fucking store, but there's an 87% chance you're going to crash, would you do it? That's no. fucking nuts. And that's what most people are going with. It's the quick mm-hmm. fix. It's what we want. But there's a lot of a lot of ways around it. And um, I mean, I think if anyone has, this, like you were saying, a spiritual connection, things like that, that's huge. Yeah. But but not everyone has that. Or right, not right. everyone knows how to handle that. But there's herbal things you can take. I mean, anything that helps you yeah. as an individual. I mean, and like, I'm diets. like, I can, I can also use some herbal... Yeah, supplements. I've I can got, use I've something else. I've got a gang else. of shit. I'll I'll put you on to after this. I, I should okay. I take all the time. I mean, for Word. you listeners, things like I'm just rambling these off. These are things that are good <laughs> for anxiety and depression. But check with your fucking doctor before you take these in case you are on some medication. Because some of these won't go. Saint John's Wort, Gaba Gaba, uh, Kava Kava Root. Uh, I can't pronounce this one for shit, but Aguashada or some shit like that. Five um, HTP, Tryptophan. Rhodiola. These are all holy these are basil. All herbal. Yeah, these are all natural, all, all natural. fucking all the way good things. You can buy them at any fucking Whole Foods, okay. Sprouts, uh, little okay. trader, not trader Joe's, but like like hippie ass shit. Word. Um, but these are herbal things that'll help deal with your stress, help deal with depression. But you mm-hmm. know, get your diet in check, exercise a lot. Yeah. You know, things like that. Those are, and then cut out the sugar and, and maybe some of the shit you might, the substances you might do might fuck with you. I'm not saying don't do alcohol and drugs, but if it's <laughs> fucking making you depressed, don't do alcohol and drugs. I um, definitely need to eat better, but I do yoga. Yoga's yeah. awesome, too. I like to stretch and try to, like, boom. Meditation, all that yeah. shit. That, those are power. And that was the, one of the few things I don't do much is meditation. Mm-hmm. I do a bunch of, I drink, I, I go to ayahuasca ceremonies all the time. My first ayahuasca ceremony and a few after that was actually in Puerto Rico. Oh. Yeah, it's fucking magical. We were in uh, Ocean oh. Park in San Juan after one of them one time me and my man are looking up and we swear to God this is a fucking alien ship granted we're like fucking you know tripping still off one of the most powerful hallucinogens known to man and we see this thing and we're like yo what the fuck and it was it was close to Vieques so we're like maybe they're just testing shit no 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 this shit's coming closes over us and it turned out it was like some old school 1950s plane like the dual wing <laughs> things would have been a lot cooler if it was that's awesome. Uh, that sounds like a great time. It's a good time. It's a good time. <laughs> you wanna like uh, you wanna plug anything? You wanna shout anything out? Anybody? No. You're so humble and shit. Um No, uh I don't have anything to shout out, honestly. Uh uh shout out to my parents. Um <laughs> can people like follow you or find you to like yeah, check actually out your can. awesome poetry, so, your awesome art? It's fair. She's very eloquent and ill with this shit, man. You all should thank check you. it out. Um so you can follow me on uh the IG Instagram. Um, don't mind my name. I just like really can't come up with a cool like Instagram name. <laughs> First it was like Chia. <laughs> um, it's ethereal underscore emerald. Ethereal underscore emerald. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Yeah, yes check yes. out. I mean, she's got some great shit. Man. Thank she's you. Very talented. Thank you for uh, rocking and opening up. Yeah. You're so fucking right. You're so positive. I can Thank feel you very so much. fucking positive. Appreciate Let's go do some negative shit. <laughs>